We want to begin things, though, with the continuation of our discussions with leading mayoral candidates in London, Ontario. And joining us in studio right now just happens to be the lovely and talented Tanya Park. How are things? Oh, they're great, Mike. Thank you. You enjoying this whole process? Yeah, I wouldn't do anything I don't enjoy, so here I am. How is the sleeping going? Does that eventually get progressively more and more difficult? Um, no. No? I do everything and I sleep well at night, so... You're taking this in stride. When you decided, instead of running for council, you're going to take... A shot at the mayor's chair. Take us back to that moment or maybe even the few moments before. Who do you talk to and and what do you talk about? Yeah, so I told the world that I would not be seeking re-election in Ward 13. And after that, I started working with a woman to seek election in Ward 13. And there's absolutely no way I would pull the rug out from anyone who is trying to achieve that, especially if I'm helping them. So I listened intently to the very premature mayoral race that had started. And I didn't hear a whole lot of positivity. I didn't hear a whole lot of continuing to move the ball forward of progress that this council has done. So I decided that I could not sit quietly by and let this race go that way without having a voice in that to bring forward the the progress that we have made as a council. So that's why I'm running to make sure that we continue to move London forward and continue the momentum that we have built over the last four years. So was it a sense that what you were hearing from the early candidates who had thrown the old hat into the ring that they weren't necessarily going with the direction that council had been on? Yeah, so I had heard rumors about and rumblings from one candidate about moving the urban growth boundary out to make sure that we have more developable land. That doesn't make sense. That's the most expensive way to develop, especially when we have a 30-year supply within the urban growth boundary. So to expand that is more expensive for the London taxpayers, and having that kind of a conversation is really important because we want to make sure that the city grows in a sustainable way so our taxes don't go up and up and up. Okay. Now, in in making that happen, what do you see as being some of the keys in order to make sure that, hey, everything's sustainable and we're not all of a sudden saying, okay, well, we need this, we need this, we need this, and guess what? 7% tax increase this year. Yeah, so one of the things that this and previous councils have done is we created a growth management plan, and it talks about all the infrastructure that we need for the next, I don't know, 20 years or so, and it puts in place a plan for each area. And it takes into account where the growth opportunities are in the city for for new development, for new roads and those sorts of things. But it also talks about how do we revitalize our existing infrastructure, especially in Ward 13 and Ward 4 and 11, where we have over 100 years old infrastructure in place. So making sure you have a detailed plan, a costed out plan is really important. And that's something that this council and ones prior to that have been working on. But also the London plan. It, It was the largest civic engagement process in Canadian history to create our new official plan. And in fact, there's municipalities across Canada that are looking to London's official plan and trying to emulate those things in their own community. So London is leading on all sorts of fronts. And I noticed that we're a very modest city, especially when we're in a leadership role. We decide that we're going to beat ourselves up instead of really banging our chest and saying, London is leading and we should be absolutely proud of that. We're talking with London mayoral candidate Tanya Park. How do we change that about London? Because you're right. There's a lot of stuff to... Say, this is us. That's it. When it comes We're to doing sports this. tourism, when it comes to our local economy, when it comes to a lot of our educational facilities, we're, we're eating our humble pie. But I think it's time that we stand up and be regional partners with our other uh, municipalities and be proud of the region, not just London, because whatever is good for London is good for St. Thomas, it's good for Strathroy, and et cetera. So over the last four years, it's been my privilege to create relationships with our, our regional partners on county councils 
and talking about what's good for the region. And I really want to pick up that mantle and make sure that London is leading, but also bringing the region together, because I think that's really important. Do you think that our inability to maybe promote ourselves or to be proud of things, has that hurt us if we look at whether it's investment in the city, whether it's bringing companies to the city? Is that a, is that a roadblock we put in front of ourselves? I think any town that does that, it's just that, a town. But when you're a big city, a mid-sized city, you stand up, you're proud, and you attract the investment. We've seen a lot of investment in our community over the last four years. Our economy is going to grow by 1.9% as per the Conference Board of Canada. This council's paid down 10% of our city's debt. And we've seen over a billion dollars in development in our community each year the last four years. So that is success. That is momentum, and I want to keep it going. How do you feel that that has come about and, and maybe the role of council in making it happen? Yeah, I think there's been a lot of work done by previous councils, like the Downtown Community Improvement Plan. Um, it waives the development charges for developers and has really incented a lot of growth in our city. But also the work of our BIAs, the Old East Village BIA, the Downtown BIA, and the new ones like the Hyde Park and the Hamilton Road BIA, they have picking up the mantle of responsibility for local economic development within neighbourhoods. And it's been councils that have been supporting that work. So it's about continuing to support that work, but also making sure that they're well-resourced to be launch pads for local economic development. So we're going to have to look at how the municipality resources them. The levy does what the levy does, but what could be done is so much more if they had the resources available to them. Tanya Park with us, London mayoral candidate. Tanya, it's no secret you have been a proponent for bus rapid transit, and that continues to be a great big issue. In a moment... We'll talk about BRT. We'll talk about transit. We'll talk about a few of the other issues going on in and around this mayor's race, which is incredibly close in 2018. Election Day coming up on the 22nd. This is London Live. Tanya Park in studio with us. You're listening to Global News Radio 980 CFPL. You're listening to London's most lively talk show, London Live with Mike Stubbs. London's source for news and entertainment. Now, here's your host, Mike Stubbs. Tanya Park with us in studio as we talk with each of the leading mayoral candidates in London this week. We have talked about infrastructure. We have talked about some of the projects that have existed, the council has been a part of. Tanya, of course, is a councillor right now, running for the mayor's seat. In terms of the biggest issue, or at least the one that continues to bring about all kinds of... Wait a minute! BRT. How much did attitudes toward BRT weigh into you deciding to run for mayor? Yeah, so this is a plan that we've worked on as a council for pretty much our whole term because it was the last council that started the process for the environmental assessment. And it was the the council before that that kicked the ball running on making the, the plan to get to that point. So this is something that's been in the work for over 14 years. We've heard from previous mayors about their support for the for the, the program and, and the important role it plays in terms of how our city is going to grow and shape over the next 30 years. So while we had the, the conversation at council, we talked about should we be looking at LRT and the numbers came back and we got to the point where we would not be able to st- sustain that as a population. So we shifted over to bus rapid transit. Um, as the downtown councillor, you can appreciate I've had a lot of meetings with a lot of the downtown uh, business owners and residents about the real concerns that they had over the original plan. So I fought tooth and nail to uh, create the Dundas 
or pardon me, the Queens and King couplet to make sure that we have only one lane of traffic and to protect the loading zones for Covent Garden Market and Budweiser Gardens because they play a significant role in our downtown. Um, so I did a lot of work on that uh, when there was large concerns about what the tunnel would do for Richmond Row and what the benefit was to the overall um, transit network because it was just for buses, that tunnel. So I fought tooth and nail to remove that from the plan so that we can then look forward to a more equitable grade crossing that will take into account pedestrians, cyclists and transit. So I'm not ready to uh, stop defending the bus rapid transit plan, but I'm also wide open to ways to make it better because at the end of the day, this plan is for Londoners who need to get to work and they need to get to school and appointments and all those hosts of things. But right now, London Transit Commission is only on time 52% of the time. So as an employee, you can appreciate what would happen to you if you were only on time 52% of the time. It would not work out for you. So this plan gives us, what, 35% more increased service for transit riders right now. And it creates reliability because the only reason people don't want to get on the bus, apart from they have their own car and those sorts of things, is because it's not reliable. So this plan creates reliability. And when you have a reliable service, people will use it. I remember, I think it was about four years ago, Hazel McCallion was here at the Wolf Performance Hall talking about bus rapid transit in Mississauga and she said as a fellow mid-sized city it is important that you realize that when you have an opportunity like this you grab it with both hands and you ride that. So that's exactly what London needs to do. We have an opportunity to invest hundreds of millions of dollars that have left your pocket and mine and they're sitting in Ottawa and Toronto and we have an opportunity to bring them back here and if we don't take that opportunity other communities will. Are you surprised that there isn't more support among fellow mayoral candidates for BRT? No, and I'm going to say, when we took office in 2014, this council slammed the back door shut to City Hall. We had no back door meetings. We had no, you know, channels into the back end of City Hall. And I don't know if this is the wedge issue that some are trying to drive to create those backdoor channels, but I think it's important that we as a city recognize that there are processes, there are rules, there's legislation that we as a community have to follow. And when you usurp that authority, it's not good for us, it's not good for our reputation, and it does not create an even playing field for business, it doesn't create an even playing field for the development community, and it doesn't create an even playing field for community members at large. So it's important that we create that even playing field, and that's exactly what I'm focused on doing. You did mention something that I think people do find interesting, and that is about the fact that, you know, if if there is a way to make changes to the system, then let's do it. I, th- I think a lot of people feel, hey, if you're not for bus rapid transit, then please move over into the lane that is now available to you. Get out of the way. This is going through. How much discussion do you think there can be about how this should go forward after this next election? Yeah, when it comes to what roads this plan is going to be on, that is, in effect, done. But when we get down to the design details about where the stops are going to be, what they're going to look like, how do neighborhoods engage with the, the transit lines and those sorts of things, that's still where the discussion is. And that's where a lot of the information that property owners want to have is Where's the right of way going to be? Where's the stop going to be? How do I get in and out of my neighborhood? Those are the conversations people want to have. And while we're in the the design detail phase, that's exactly where we'll have those conversations. Now, in terms of talking with people, I mean, we do hear opposition to BRT. When you talk to people, what are you hearing from them now? Yeah, I'm hearing from more and more people things that aren't true. And the second that you talk about the fact that of this half a billion dollar plan, 
$270 million goes to wages and creates 430 jobs for over 10 years or 4,300 person hours of, or person years of employment, however you want to look at it. And they're like, why are people against this? I'm like, because it's change and change is hard. So you can either stand and try to shape that change or you can let it blow past you. So I think it's important that people get engaged because that's how you shape change so it doesn't just blow past you. Tanya Park with us in studio, London mayoral candidate. Mayor's race will be decided maybe Monday night. This could be a strange situation in that we might not know who has council seats, the mayor's seat, Monday night. I don't, yeah. do you, do they won't you, take office till December 1st anyhow, so yeah, be patient. <laughs> what, but does everybody have to say, hey, make sure we've got Tuesday morning available? I, I think so, yes. Maybe. Yeah. And that is with rank balloting. Does that factor in at all? I mean, you're, you've been very close to rank balloting being on council. Do you look at this as being any factor in the election? Um, I think it's an interesting thing for to see how the, the playing field has been in terms of other mayoral ra- candidates. Um, because I think they're kind of fighting for the same population base. And I think that that will be interesting how that shakes out over there. Um, I've been told I kind of stand out and on my own two feet, and I don't know how that will play out either. But I think it's important that whoever wins mayor has the mandate of the people. And ranked ballots gives you 50% plus one, and that's a clear mandate. We've talked about further discussion on transit. How about further discussion on marijuana? Where do you feel that needs to sit? Yeah, that'll have to ha- pardon me have to happen with the next council. They'll have to have a robust conversation about what model is going to work here. Um, this term of council, we on the on the most uh, agreed with the LCBO model because they're resourced, they're educated, and they handle a, a, a substance quite similar. I would say in terms of legality, right? So we're going to have to have that conversation as a community. Um, I think it's important that we have all of the information. It's been a kind of a difficult process to navigate because the information has kind of come out in chunks. But now that we're where we are today, I think we'll have a more clear understanding of where we'll be going tomorrow. In terms of other issues, as we get down to the very end of the campaign that people talk to you about, it, is BRT always number one because of your position there? Or are they talking to you about other things? No, Londoners are concerned about a whole host of things. In particular, our housing crisis, our opiate crisis, um, poverty, mental health, addictions, all those things. And uh, that's one of the first things that people talk about. And other things is just the day-to-day life of the city. Do you support green bins? Do you support same-day garbage collection? Where do you see us going for the next 30 years? Those big picture things, but there's also the the detail things about, can you fix this cracked sidewalk? Can you do this and that and the other? So uh, it just depends kind of who you're talking to and what their focus is. You've been able to observe what it's like to see somebody do the job of mayor. How does it compare to, say, the the position of a councillor? What would you say would be the major differences? Um, You know, Ward 13 is kind of the microcosm for all the city. You've got downtown, but you also have a kind of suburban feel and also some of the oldest neighborhoods in the city. And each one of them play an important role to supporting the downtown. So as a downtown councillor, I had to deal with all of that, but also had to work with my council colleagues because to get them to recognize the importance of downtown that it plays to their role, to their ward. Um, So that's how I've navigated my role, creating good working relationships with members of council, because what's good for Ward 14 is good for Ward 13. What's good for Ward 1 is good for Ward 13 and the city at large. Excellent. Now, in terms of running a campaign, going after a councillor's seat versus the role of mayor, how does that differ? 
Yeah, you just multiply it all by 14 and there you go, right? <laughs> you make it sound so simple. I'd need a calculator for something oh, like well, that. you got one there. <laughs> Tanya, when you look back, is there anything that you would do differently about campaigning? Have you learned anything that you go, wow, that's, that's something I didn't know would happen? You know, I think it's important that any campaign talks about positive politics because the second you start dividing people, that shows poor leadership. So... Our campaign, we set rules for even our team about how we were going to engage with one another and how we were going to engage with other teams and the population at large. And we were going to deal with respect. We were going to talk about what London can do. And we're going to talk about what the real challenges are and how we're going to address them as a whole. So in terms of campaigning, I'm very proud of the campaign that we have run. We've received compliments even from our competitors about how good our campaign has been running. Well, we've got about... 60 seconds. I'll give you those 60 seconds. Why should someone put down Tanya Park in that slot on Monday night? Thanks. So over the past four years, uh, London has gotten to know me in a very public way. I've represented downtown during some really challenging times, periods of construction, periods of um, really visible challenges like our homeless crisis that we have here, our addictions and mental health crisis that we have here in our community. And one of the things that I did throughout that work is create the opportunity to put people in a room together. So we have different people from different social service or agencies sitting in a room with members of city staff, sitting in a room with members of London Police Services. And it's important that you create that environment for that cross-collaboration because sometimes there's a duplication of effort. So in my goal in that was to streamline Um, a lot of the work that had been done, and that is working right now. Um, When we talk about London's future, it's important that you elect a candidate that's not just worried about the day-to-day grind, but is focused on the next 30 years of how our community is going to grow and prosper. Um, Like I said, we've got significant challenges when it comes to mental health, addictions, our housing crisis, and we need someone who has been there at City Hall with the experience to bring these issues forward. So one of the things I want to do is bring the region together so that we can all advocate for these serious issues when we go to Queen's Park, when we go to Parliament Hill, because it's really difficult to get significant change when you're one singular voice. But I know there's an appetite in the region of southwestern Ontario to come together to on these issues because we're all facing them. So when it comes to the next mayor, I think the experience at City Hall plays a key role in that. And I'm the only candidate that's ever been on City Council. So when we talk about London as a whole, I think it's important that, one, we're building for the next 30 years. Two, we are using our tax dollars as effectively as possible. Three, we're working on paying down our debt because we need to continue to do that. And I think it's also really important that the plans that this community has come together on, the London plan, the bus rapid transit plan, the plans that people came together to create a vision for what our city is going to be, they cannot gather dust. They need to be implemented, and that's exactly what I want to do. Tanya, thanks so much for joining us on London Live. Thank you. Tanya Park, London mayoral candidate. The election comes up October 22nd. News comes up next with Jacqueline LaBelle. This is Global News Radio, 980 CFPL.